Season 2, Episode 4 and we're back in the studios here in Cork this week after our Zoom adventures last week up to Maynooth and I'm delighted to be joined by an absolutely fantastic West Cork artist. I'm really looking forward to chatting about the four songs that she's picked but I'm delighted to welcome Anya O'Gorman to the show this week. How are you? I am good, Pierce, and I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. How are you doing anyway? You good? I'm good, I'm good. It's Friday and uh, yeah, it's it's good. I'm feeling the nice weekend vibes. That's it. You can't <laughs> beat that, can you? Now, Anya, you've picked four songs for this week's podcast that you've written that are the most personal to you. And the first one that you chose is the gorgeous number called Lydia. Why did you pick this one? Well, Lydia was the first song that I actually released. I, I've been writing songs for a while, but um, it was my debut single and I released it in 2019 just before the dreaded C word happened. <laughs> um, and I think it, it's a very emotional song for lots of reasons, but um, it was also my first song, so it's kind of got a a special place for me. And where were you at when you were writing the song? I mean, did you write the song back in 2019 or did I read somewhere that you had written the song years previous? Yeah, I think it was 2017 was when I wrote Lydia. And um, it's from a very tragic story, actually. My friend's daughter died by suicide and she, she was Lydia. I mean, I didn't know Lydia that well, but there was something so horrific about about what happened to her and and you know I had met her a number of times and she was such a a gorgeous force and a a wonderful person and it really it really affected me when she died and when and how she died you know Mm, there's something very unnatural isn't there I think about a parent having to bury their child oh yeah I can't imagine it it was just so tragic you know and she was so young and um, yeah, and I just I couldn't stop thinking about her in, in the weeks after she died. And I decided to write a song kind of in memory of her and as a tribute to her. And how did her mum feel about that? Yeah, I, I sent her the song and I was I was I was very worried about it because mm. I suppose it's such a, you know, it's such a delicate subject. And I, I was really, really worried that I'd get it wrong or that I'd I'd make it worse in some way or, you know, but she was she was so appreciative of it, which mm. was which was wonderful. And she I mean, I, I was kind of slow to even say what the song was about initially because I didn't want it to, to be cheap in, in some way. But her mother has become an advocate for, you know, talking about suicide mm. and she has set up a, a charity in Lydia's name. And so she's campaigning a lot in that in that respect as well. So, yeah, so she she was totally supportive of the song. Yeah, and, and even the opening lines are beautiful. Lydia, Lydia, silent as stone, packed up your things and went out on your own. I mean, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? How alone somebody is yeah. to be in that state of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, and I guess I think suicide is something that has probably touched so many families mm. in Ireland. And we all know somebody in the community and I think it's such a tragic thing to happen you know mm. and I think I get and it's 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 good to talk about it I guess because it's it is you know it's it's part of so many people's lives yeah talking I always say you know you know that that old saying a problem shared is a problem halved and yeah. it is about talking I always think that the sad thing about suicide now not the person who took their own life because they didn't see any other option out. But the sad thing is, is there always is another option. Of course, yeah. You know? I know, yeah. Anyway, 
We'll have a listen to the song and we'll come back and chat some more about it. Thanks, Bruce. Okay, Anya Gorman is my guest on this week's podcast. And this is the first of the four songs that she's picked. This is the very beautiful Lydia. Lydia, Lydia, silent as Love the way you hold the note on on Lydia, and it's kind of at the end of every verse, but the emotion in it. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you. Um, I suppose it's a, it's such an emotional song um, to sing, you know. And um, I I I had a really great producer on that song, Martin Leahy. Oh, and he, yeah, Martin. He's wonderful. Yeah, so he's great at kind of giving guidance in the in that in how to you know, to best make the most of the song as well. So he was very helpful. And how do you, when you're in studio that way, you know, I know you're going in with an idea of how you want the song, the structure to to sound. So would you say you're open then when you're in studio to what a producer has to say or do? 
Yeah. <laughs> I am. No, I am. I am. Generally, I am. And I'd always um, try something, even if it's not something I would have thought of myself. But then, then sometimes I, I just know I'm, I'm not into it. You know, mm. that you get an instinct of something that you definitely know you, you're not going to go for. Mm. But yeah, no, for the, for the most part, it's always exciting. I was recording yesterday with, um, with my friend on, on something else. And it's, um, you know, you, you, we had an idea of what we wanted the song to be, but it kind of went somewhere else. And it was wonderful because of the producer. They, they have, you know, they're, you're going to meet kind of fresh ideas. And um, it's always great to, to try things to see where they might go. Mm. And, and it led us somewhere else that we wouldn't have, you know, we, we hadn't thought of. And it was it was a great result, you know. There should be no restrictions anyway on music, should there? No, no, it should be, you know, let, let the song go where it's going to go, you know. It's like a little babbling brook. Just let it flow. Exactly. Whatever, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. Now knowing what the, the subject matter of the song is, and, and I guess when I was listening to it, I knew it had to do with a death of, of, of some form, but every single line... When I do this and when I listen to the song and I go through the lyrics and there's lines that jump out, but especially in this one, every single line means something. Every single line is just emotion. Yeah, um, thanks so much. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a that's a great compliment that you, you got that from the song. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, I spent a long time, I was working during the summer in a and b actually and I was um, I had a load of time in my own head mm. you know so I was kind of thinking a lot and I was kind of thinking of the lyrics a lot in my head and I, I just I really wanted to try and get it right you know the, the way just I, I just wanted it to get what was in my head into into the song you know mm. so uh, yeah I was I was happy with how it turned out and when you write it's a question I ask every guest when you write a song is it music first or would you come up with the lyrics first or does it depend? It's usually music first, actually. Or I might have a kind of an idea for a song, but it'll always, it'll always, um, it might be just a, a vague idea of something I'd like to write a song about, but the, the structure will never be there until I have um, the musical idea first, you know. Hmm. And I have loads of, um, you know, bits of melodies in my phone that never turn into anything, but there's, you know, I'd be, I might be in, you know, an algae and I'd get my phone out and do, you know, get a quick thing that comes into my head. So if anybody in Aldi in West Cork <laughs> sees this lady walking around humming into her phone, yeah. you know why. There you go. There you go. That's the disclaimer. But um, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great fun. And I never I should go back then and go through them. But I, I, I feel like sometimes if it's if it's good enough, it'll nag you enough to 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 investigate it further. Yeah, I said it actually to Paddy Dennehy a couple of weeks ago that maybe you've forgotten or left go one of the best songs you could ever have written and he said to me no if I don't feel it I'm not going to play it yeah wow that's great yeah if it's not good enough then I certainly because he said I'm going to have to play this for years <laughs> wow yeah I think you he's probably right that there's there must be something that sparks something in you to 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 want to pursue it mm. you know um because I know songwriters that are so diligent and that they like they will get up in the morning and they just want to write all day. I'm not like that at all. I'd love to be like that. It's not. It's just not the way. I have to be in the right form for it sometimes, you know. Mm. Is there a particular time of day or night where you no. are more productive or is, does it just come at you? No, it just... But then having said that, sometimes when I go, right on, yeah, you need to write a song, you need to do something. I have to... I can get myself into the headspace to do it, you know. Mm. But it can be sometimes, like even like the last song on the list, I, I remember writing that... And um, I teach music as well. And I, I do kind of 
choir classes in school sometimes and I was in between the groups that were coming in. So I had like about maybe three minutes between when the next class was coming in. So I was sitting at my keyboard and I came up with the, all of the, the melody for it in that three minutes. But then, wow. but like, then I have all this free time where I wouldn't write anything, do you know? It was like I got compelled in that three minutes to write a song. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And has music always been a thing for you? Like, how did you get into music first day? Because mm-hmm. I, I read that you're a multi-instrumentalist. My God, I actually got that right. That's a, that's a tricky one. That is <laughs> a tricky one. Oh, oh, yes, it is. I can't say accompanist. Accompanist. That's the one I can't say. You just said it. But I have to slow it down <laughs> to a point where I can do it. Break it up. Yeah. Break it up. <laughs> so obviously you have played music all your life. Yeah, yeah I was really lucky that... Um, my mother was really into music. She used to play the piano in our local choir in the in the church, you know, and she was really into music and we all learnt instruments. There's four girls in my family and we all learnt two instruments each, which I can look looking back now, we were so lucky because that's such a that's such a luxury. So I, I learnt the piano from the age of five and then wow. I picked up the violin, I think when I was eight. And I then I kind of picked up the guitar myself. You know, you just kind of mess around with stuff then. But I, I, I realise now that it was such a gift to, to have gotten those lessons because, you know, when you're a kid, you just go along with what you have to do and you, you know, you kind of learn. You kind of begrudgingly go, but really, isn't it? I was coming yeah. up with all these excuses why I wouldn't have to go to my piano lesson. But looking back, I was so lucky, you know, it was it was it was a gift. And now I can play them. So and now uh, I make and a now you it. teach as yeah, well, don't yeah. you as well? Exactly. So it's great. And what was the I mean, you've obviously been involved. You play with this girl, Victoria, Victoria Keating yeah, as well. Um, we still we, I was recording with Vicky yesterday. We are still, okay. you know, we do a lot of music together still. And that's actually where I first ever came across you many moons ago on, on social media was YouTube putting stuff up. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're great friends as well. Myself and Vicky met. We both went back to college as mature students. Um, now mature was is not a word I would have used to describe what, what you know what we were doing when we went back to college as, as students. But um, we started playing music together, and it was it was great. And we really we sing. We're really into harmonies, and we, you know, we write songs together, and it's 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 great fun. Mm. It's really great fun. So what was the the push to kind of go more out on your own? Um, well, I was in a band with Vicky for years, and um, and the band kind of dissolved a little bit. And then um, I decided to just release, start releasing my own stuff. Mm. And it was great, you know, it was it was a great thing for me because I had never really put myself out there in that way with my own songs. And mm. and it's kind of a vulnerable thing, you know, when you haven't done it before. I played mm. in loads of bands, but always kind of in a supportive way. Mm. And it is a bit scary to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because I guess, you know, when you have a band and you have the comfort of your band members and it's, and it's a collective piano, thing yeah. that's kind of been sent out. <laughs> yeah. But then when you make that choice yourself, you know, OK, this is me. Here I am out from hiding behind the rest of the band. Yeah. And then, I mean, your, your subject matter in all your songs seems very personal to me. So and I say this week and week and week that I think it's so brave with a songwriter that you put your personal thoughts and feelings down and when you release it, it's out there for everybody then to yeah. to hear and know. Yeah, but I guess it's it's like what you do too, you know, it's, it's you're you're giving yourself, you're giving a bit of yourself away. Yeah, I guess. And um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think I could have done it in my 20s, you know, mm. there's something that happens when you get a bit older that you start to give less of a, a hoot, a hoot. Uh, you give less of a hoot about what people think. And um, 
it's 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 great. Now, even having said that, I, I just released a new song and, and I didn't want I didn't want to let go of it in some ways. You know, I was mm. I was. Um, but then you just have to, you know, give it give it out and hope for the best. But um, yeah, there's a there's a kind of a a discomfort there still. Yeah. Did you ever hear the band The Lost Gecko? Yeah. 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 Malcolm, we were, we were chatting there a few weeks ago and he was telling me that once he loves the writing and the creating of a song and once it's done and released he feels quite sad yeah because it's really, it's yeah. over there's a kind of a, a kind of a deflated feeling mm. yeah I, I guess it's just like you've finished it then you know it feels finished mm. yeah and it's time then for something else yeah, isn't it yeah yeah exactly okay so the second song that you've chosen this week is a song called Weaken. Weaken, yeah. Why did you choose this one, Anya? Um, well, I, I actually haven't released that many songs either, Pierce. So, but Weaken was one of the first songs that I wrote. Um, like, I, I only started writing songs in my early 30s, I think. And this was... Never the, had the vibe to do it before that? I used to write things, but I, I was so self-critical that they never really, they never came to anything. They never got edited. They were just like little bits and pieces. And mm. then I would just, you know, I wouldn't look at them anymore. But then in my 30s, I think I got a little bit more confidence. And it was Vicky actually in the band, you know, Vicky and our friend Jamie, who used to play bass in the band. And um, they were like, Anya, just you need to write a song. And they kind of bullied me into writing a song. <laughs> but it was in a very, very positive kind, bullying. Yes. If there can be the such best, a thing. The best kind of, yeah. of it. Um, so they were really encouraging. And they kind of helped me to write the song. Well, they didn't help me to write the song, but they encouraged me to write the song. And I think it was it was a great thing for me because it was a it was a very um, it was kind of a tumultuous time in my life. OK. And I think it was really it was a very kind of cathartic thing to do. Mm. And, um, you know, they were, we were very good friends, myself and Vicky and Jamie. And I think they probably recognised that it would be a good thing for me to to do, you know, mm. at mm. that stage. Um, yeah. And then, you know. It, that's kind of what started me writing songs. So this one, Weekend? Weekend, yeah. Okay. So how long, how long ago was this penned? This would have been when I was 34, I think, actually. 33 or 34. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, And I'm 41 now. Okay. Yeah, I, did, I just do the <laughs> I was there about, yeah. yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah, so a good, a good while ago. And what was going on for you at that time when you wrote it? Well, I had just ended a, a relationship. So, you know, it's always very fraught. You know, it was very, it's very raw at the time. You know, mm. it can be, there's lots of extreme feelings. Someone always gets hurt, even if... Everyone re- gets hurt. Even if it's the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone gets hurt. And it's, um, you know, it's all, like, I think those initial months after a breakup... It's um, It's extreme, you know. But then, you know, it's it's just the way life goes and then you, everything settles down again. Yeah. And Everything goes from one extreme to another, yeah, doesn't it, before the seesaw finally balances. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to relate to the way I was feeling in that when I wrote that song now, you know. It's it's yeah. um, it's interesting. It's yeah. like a little archive of a different, a different time, you know. Well, we're going to take you back to that archive now. Great. And we'll have a listen to it and we'll chat some more on the other side. Brilliant. This is the second song by Anya. This is called Weaken. So bro 
lots I love about that song there's a real 80s kind of vibe to the chorus you know when even now I feel I feel your charm that first made me weak and first made me weak even though the song is about this traumatic time I kind of smiled when I came to the chorus Okay, wow. I found it kind of uplifting and maybe I'm a real 80s baby but there's just something that's what I when I initially heard it was like ooh I love that 80s uplifting vibe you say it though I never thought of it that way but there's a total 80s the, I think it's the whatever the production is as well it, there's a really 80s feel to it the drumming or mm. I think he was using kind of synths as well it's, it's it, there's a yeah great I'll take that like <laughs> <laughs> now listening back I mean 
that that song is about a moment in your life and you've clearly moved on and you're you know you're in a great place but when you stop and listen to that what's that like i haven't listened to that song in a while actually not for any reason not any kind of um decision not to listen to it it just happenstance but it's kind of nice to listen back as well you know it's just a time in my life i suppose and i guess when you listen to it you kind of think wow because would you write a song like that today no but then i guess i think your writing changes over time as well the the way you write i think that i think it was a bit more direct that was one of the first songs i wrote and Mm. i think it was and, and maybe that's a great thing you know it's it's very direct and it's very um you know, there's no there's no subtlety about it, which is it's probably a great thing at the time, you know, because, you know, it was it was like a cathartic thing that I was mm. doing. Mm. Um, but I, I would I don't think I write songs in that way anymore. It's a little bit I try to keep a little bit of it um, to myself. You know? Yeah. Like some of the lines in it still stuck in a darkness that will bury you. It feeds on the air, leeching the room until I suffocate. And when anything is ending, any form of a relationship, and and there's that period where you sometimes feel you just can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of a universal thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, and you know, for for loads of reasons, you know, you just you're. It might be nothing they're doing. It's just. It's just a you know something that's happened over time. <sighs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. We've all been through it. Yeah. And I also like the line, one day you'll look back and not feel so broken up inside yourself. Yeah. 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 Thank and I you. guess that is the thing is when you're in that moment and you can't see the wood from the trees, yeah. the fact of the matter is, and it's that cliche, time is a great healer for yeah. ourselves, for everything, really. Time yeah. moves on. These intense feelings that they can't last forever I know and everything I suppose, dissipates yeah but it's so hard to see it at the time isn't oh it? impossible it, you know the way you just become everything can feel just so oppressive and it's hard to ever imagine that you'll ever feel yourself again or that you'll ever be happy again or that mm. you'll that you you know that you'll move on but um, most of the time you do people do yeah and they it's do. time the vast you know? majority do yeah. yeah now growing up and you told me earlier that you and your sisters, you were sent out and you, to play instruments and all that. But growing up, what, what were your influences? Who were you listening to um, growing I, up? And then I guess, who do you listen to today? Yeah, I always get a bit nervous when people ask me that because I, I feel like um, I like when I was younger, I, I'm kind of the middle child, you know, so I used to listen to what my older sisters listened to. And then my parents were really into music as well. So they would my parents used to love the Beatles mm. and um like Bob Dylan and my dad loved kind of disco stuff. He was really into Diana Ross and the Bee Gees and all that kind of stuff. So I would have loved that. Frankie Production Valley. level and all that stuff. Yeah, that incredible. incredible. Yeah, incredible. I don't think, I don't think they produce music as well today yeah. as they did back in the seventies and oh, the eighties. Unbelievable! It was such a sound, wasn't it? And it was so, yeah. It was, and we used to love it. So I, yeah, my dad was really into all of that stuff. Um, and I guess then I don't know. I I, I try to listen to what's current. I was really into Leonard Cohen a lot. My mother loved Leonard Cohen. And so I would have listened to a lot of him. And then I kind of got into him again as I was older. You know, the way you get into the poetry of stuff when you get a bit older mm. and lyrics become a, a, a more to the front. Um, so I, I loved Leonard Cohen. 
and Paul Simon. Mm. Did you like Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, yeah. My mother loved them. So we would have listened to them a lot. And then I got into more into Paul Simon when I was older. You know, all of that Graceland stuff. It mm. was just amazing, you know. It was kind of groundbreaking. Incredibly so. You yeah. know, this famous pop star. And then he brought all these South African. They were South African yeah. uh, musicians, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. And it just was like, wow. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. Um, just so exciting, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if you were you were told you were going away tomorrow and you could your five favourite artists to bring with you and you can bring any amount of their music with, with you, who would it be? Um, um, and you can take your time to think about it too. Leonard Cohen, we'll throw Leonard in there and Paul Simon, Radiohead. I, I really am a huge Radiohead fan. All of their stuff, you know, they've changed so much over the decades and I love every every... Um, part of their stuff. Are they doing anything now, though? Yeah. Um, Tom York is in a new band and I heard some of the stuff recently. He writes his own stuff and it's so exciting. He's he's absolutely incredible. He just... The, the later Radiohead albums were kind of going that way as well. It was really like all these wonderful rhythms and lots of intricate string things, but then kind of loads of looping and things like that going on. And he's kind of moved in that direction, but it's really incredible. He's so, he's so talented and he's in a new band now. And I only heard, I heard one track and it sounds amazing. Mm. You know, always changing and evolving and, you know, it's very exciting. I'm trying to think of, um, I love John Spillane's music. I think he's incredible as well. He is brilliant. He's incredible. He's such an amazing songwriter. Yeah, he's touring at the minute. Yeah, he's just... With his new album. Yeah, I was there when it was recorded, actually, in the Opera House. Really amazing. Yeah, he's such an amazing writer. Do I have one left, Pierce? You have one left. trying to think now. Make it a good one on you. Make it a really good (laughs) one. Um, Oh, I can't think. Do you know what surprises me, though? You haven't picked a female artist. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, let's pick a good female artist. I used to love Tori Amos growing up. I think it was because of the piano stuff. You know, I learned the piano and um, I just really gravitated towards her playing. But actually, no, I'm going to change. I'm going to change Tori and I'm going to put Joni Mitchell in there instead. (laughs) I actually thought you might have picked Kate Bush. I don't know. She came into my mind and I do really love her stuff. And, you know, she's back. She's back in vogue now. She is brilliant. But I wouldn't have listened to a huge amount of her stuff. My older sister, Evelyn, was really into Kate Bush, but I never got hugely into, into her stuff. But lately, yeah, she, she's she's incredible. Mm, she is. She's she's my favourite female okay. artist of all time. Wow. And I think then knocking at the door, number two, are the staves. OK, yeah, they're excellent. I just really love good. the vocal harmony. Yeah. And I got to see them in the Everyman a couple of years back. Wow. And woof. What an experience. And Jack O'Rourke actually opened for them. Wow. And it was my first time seeing him. Wow. So, what a gig. Oh, it was fantastic. Back to Weekin. What I love, and there's a couple of things I love musically in the song as well. The drum, that drum that comes in, it almost sounds, sorry, Christian, it almost sounds, it's that good, it almost sounds like it was a drum machine, okay. but it's not because I knew it wasn't. Yeah. But it's just very simplistic, yet it's not. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, know there's no whole loads of drums in there. It's just very, very simplistic, but it just, at the right time, lifts the song. Yeah, oh, he's incredible. Yeah, Christian, he's so talented. And he's he's really great to work with as well, you mm. know. He's really... Um, I hear this time and time again. Yeah, he's brilliant and he's he's a really nice guy. And he's he's up, he's open to everything and he's got such great ideas, you know, that you wouldn't think of as well. He's very, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have 
the production on Weekend isn't something I would have ever envisaged for it. But I think it's brilliant and I think it really works. You know? It really lifts it because the first verse is you're not letting go. You need to move on and find your way. One day you'll be back and not feel so broken up inside yourself, which is heavy going. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, once you go into the anger you feel, it just suddenly starts to lift. Yeah, he's he's really talented. He's great. And um, yeah, like the song, the way I had it written, it was kind of piano driven. It was very, it was kind of more ballady, you know, mm, but mm. he, he really brought it somewhere else. And I think it, it was a great move on his part. And is piano your, is that, is that your go-to instrument? Kind of, yeah. When I'm writing and when I'm performing, I, I it's piano. I, I um, Because I, all your wonderful pictures that you put up on social media, it, it kind of, in my head, it creates this romantic West Cork cool vibe. But I see okay. these beautiful old school pianos. Okay, cool. And that's how I've envisaged you, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'll take that first. I'll take that. Yeah, I I have actually a piano that Jeffers gave me, like a a proper wooden piano, which is lovely, Mm. but not very versatile for gigs. So I have to bring a keyboard for those ones. But But you got it it onto a cliff, though. That's a different one. That was actually a different one. That was from um, the other one in Middleton. What, What are they called? There's a different piano place in Middleton. I can't think of the name of them, but they were scrapping it. So... We took out all the heavy insides. All right, of it. yeah, because I was wondering yeah. how in the it's name a, of Jesus did you get <laughs> it, it up a feat, there? A feat of engineering. So and it was still really, really heavy, even without the metal bits on the inside. But mm. um, yeah, it, it worked. It worked well. Okay, we move on to the third song that you've Three. picked, and this is called "The Poor Ground." Why did you pick this one on you? Well, this song, you know, it, it's about the um, the discovery in Tume in County Galway in 2017 of the 796 bodies mm. that were discovered there in a mother disused, and baby home in the mother and baby home in the disused septic tank and that's something that resonates with people down here too because we have mother and baby homes yeah. here yeah. and the possibility that there may be yeah. babies buried there absolutely I mean they, they haven't excavated the sites yet and and even you know there's so many sites in Ireland that have yet to be excavated and then in Canada too they're going through their own they're going through their own discovery of of um, all of these atrocities in different indigenous homes. That's there. right. Yeah, I was only reading about that recently. Yeah, enough. it's it's um it's extreme. The same kind of on the same scale, you know. So when tune broke, how did it make you feel? Oh, I, I, it was so devastating, you know, to think that the little respect for, you know, the most vulnerable in our society we're sh- that's how they were treated and the purest I know they're it's so just pure so, babies are so pure as well yeah it's just so um, it's just so devastating I mean I'm a single mother myself and you know it's just the t- the luck of the time I was born you know hmm. like if, if if I had been if if it had been 20 or 30 years before maybe not 20 maybe 30 years before that, that would have been my fate probably you know hmm. and it's it's just such a horrible reflection on um what the people who were supposed to be caring and and kind and look at what they did, look at the damage they did, you know, mm. and what a horrible legacy for all of those women, for their families, for those children, the ones that survived, like the the cruelty that they probably were met with, you know. Mm. It's um yeah, it's very. It's yeah, I grew up actually across the road from Besborough and I always remember when I was a little kid, like four or five, I used to walk to this local shop around. I, I remember I used to come back to my mother and because I'm a chatty person, I was even chatty back then, but I'd always on the walk to the shop come across a pregnant woman and sure, I was a little kid, so I'd chat away walking down and they'd chat. Okay. And I always remember even then, and I said it to my mother, how sad 
they were and it's as you get older and you realise they were put in there yeah and and sometimes not even by their family by the church who came down because maybe the mother died so the church decided the father wasn't good enough or she got pregnant out of wedlock I mean and this the the reasons became so tenuous you know Mm. like it's just it's just a reason to to lock women up and control to control people control the locals control you know it's 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 um it's horrific to think and it's it's not that long ago no when you think about it no no so tune broke you were horrified what drove you to write the song um i was i wrote it with my friend vicky um, she's showing up a lot in this podcast, actually. <laughs> um, we used to meet every week and we'd do a bit of writing. And um, we started writing a song, but it, it it wasn't, we didn't decide we were going to write a song about June, but whatever way the song kind of started, it seemed to, we we said that maybe this would be a good thing to write about. So we, we wrote it about June. We didn't finish it. We had We had the bones of the song and that would have been in 2017, not long after the story broke. And then we revisited it in 2020, I think, you know, when when the story came back mm-hmm. and they were trying to seal the documents in relation to the mother and baby mm-hmm. homes. And we finished the song then and we released it. We released it in 2021. And it's, I mean, it's done well, the song, hasn't it? It's got an awful Very lot well, of yeah. views and listens to. Yeah, it, ha- it has. Yeah, it got on the RT Radio 1 recommends list and um, it got a, a good bit of airplay. Yeah, there was a lot of articles written about it. And yeah, mm. we were, it, it did very well. I suppose, it, and a lot of people shared it because I guess Ireland, we have, there's such damage done by all of that stuff. And people, you know, when when that story broke about um, that they were trying to seal the documents, everybody was so angry and, and mm. rightly so, you know. Mm. I guess people people want something to share that reflects their anger. And, and so, yeah, a lot of people really engaged with the song. Yeah, even the opening lines, when I began to love a refuge, a dream, I lost my hold on earth when I began to love. Yeah. Sets the tone for the song. Yeah. We'll have a listen to it. Great. And we'll come back and chat some more. This is the third song that Anya has picked. This is the very beautiful, yet tragic, The Poor Ground. When I began to
Nothing nicer or more powerful, I think, in music than female harmonies. Yeah, I, I love singing harmonies with Vicky. We, you harmonise so well together. We really love it. And it's like, um, you know, the way they talk about like sibling harmonies, sister mm. harmonies and stuff. And I, I love singing with my sisters, too. Um, I have to say that now, just in case they're but, um, <laughs> but with Vicky, you know, we, 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 we as soon as I met her when I went back to college, um, we just loved singing together and we really got something out of it because we, we we kind of almost um, intuit what the other person is going to do. You know, like Vicky might might go up and, and I'll follow her up with mm-hmm. the harmony or, you know, it, it's really, it's it's very, um, we're kind of in sync with each other singing at this stage. Which and is, neither is blocking the other out, as a matter of fact. Okay, great. When one goes and the other goes with them, it, it's like a hand and a glove. Oh, great, because we, we like to think of it as um, as a duet, you know, when mm. we when we're doing a song that it's like that we're singing it together mm. and we'll often kind of take we'll dip in and out of melody and harmony. So like I might start off singing the melody and she'll sing a harmony and then we'll swap over and it's 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 great. It's 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 um, it's a lot of fun singing with Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the lines where you might be found in the poorest ground. Not a single sound, only memory. Yeah, Vicky came up with that poorest ground, which is a, it's a great it's a great line. Um, you know the way they used to call the poor the poor ground in the in the convents was used to bury these children. You know mm. the the ground where nothing would grow, the useless waste ground, which is so it's such a reflection of how they thought of these about these um, children, you know, and these babies that they had such little respect in every in every sense, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's such a devastating thing that happened, you know. It's hard to believe that people who claim to work for God would behave this way. I know, I know. It's it's, and it's hard to believe that they were state sanctioned. It's um, and the guards, everyone, everyone was. Everybody was in cahoots. Yeah, they were all complicit, and the guards would bring back any um. 
escapees mm. and the, you know as if they were prisoners yeah and they were prisoners they completely were prisoners and they had no agency and they had no advocates and um, is it any wonder we have there's so much damage done by all of that legacy you know mm. in this country we are when you look at our history 800 years of tyranny and it's only 100 years we got out of that and then what do we do we after being treated horribly by another nation we then start treating our own yeah. so horribly to the point that they're just like animals they're being put into the poorest ground yeah. only in memory and there's not even memories I mean I work in news and over the years we have covered Besbra and the horrific stories and just the pure and utter heartache that you feel for these people that they were treated this way and all of that shame you know and and, and the shame that was put upon them and that, that all of this shame and it's it's like a, a generational shame then, you know, because then all of that sadness and shame and then that, you know, there's addiction involved then and it's it's a, a trauma that, that goes into the next generation and it's like, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a dark, a really dark part of our history. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. And also the very last line just sums it up where your darkest secret yeah yeah it's um it's true and even the way like they're, that they're still not really you know they're still not accepting what they did the government and the church Should they haven't played the full redress no and they're still they're and I mean still there's I mean there's tens and tens of millions outstanding yeah maybe more yeah it's it's um it's just a, 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 such a, a damning indictment of, of how, what they really think, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, when you wrote this song, and obviously it's a process over time, but when you wrote it and then the first time that the two of you sat down and sang it together, how did that feel? Because especially with the, you know, the subject matter that you're covering in it. Yeah, it, 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 it was, it's emotional, but I think it was when, when we released it first, it was really emotional. I remember the video and Rowan, my son, actually, um, th- I don't know if you've seen the video for it, but we got him to, to write out the lyrics on a little, like, so it was like really kids handwriting, you know, mm. and there was something so emotive about it. And it, I got really emotional watching it back. I, I don't know what it was. You know, it felt it felt kind of removed, you know, even though we wrote the song when it when it was recorded and everything. And Martin Lee, he actually produced this one, too. And he did a great job. I think it's very emotive. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a, it was it was really emotional. And mm. I, Vicky said the same thing when she heard the track when it was um, finally finished. She got very emotional too. And also, is there a part of you? You know, you're listening to this track and you're very emotive, and then the the penny drops. Oh, we wrote this. Yeah, yeah. This it, is ours. And it's a different type of song, you know, because we we kind of it became kind of a protest song. We, around you know because when we released it it was you know that we were there was a kind of a campaign to try and make amends for what had happened or try to you know all of that stuff and so it did become kind of a protest song which is um you know it's different to just a normal song there was we had we felt like there was more invested in it you know mm. but yeah it's it's we're very proud of it yeah we're really proud of it yeah and right you should be too it's beautiful again your lyrics, your, I can tell by listening to and obviously reading along with the lyrics as the song is going, but you're a wordsmith. Words are important to you. 
Yeah, very much so. And I think when um, I started writing first, I was a little bit more careless about that stuff. And it was mostly the melody because uh, the melody comes much easier to me than the words. Mm-hmm. And I think I was a bit lazy about it. Um, but like, the you know, over the years, I've tried to be really careful about those things because they're the kind of things that will really annoy you after. You know, if you release something and you go, oh, Jesus, I, sh- I could have said that better. Or I could have, you know, um, so I try to... Um, I, I spend a lot of time editing and re-editing stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you very kind of ickety-pickety when it comes to bit, yeah. b- before you let your baby go? Definitely, yeah. And that's probably why it takes me so long to release things <laughs> because <laughs> I'm really um, finicky about stuff. But uh, like Vicky is too, which is great. You know, With that song, we spent ages changing it and, and you know, trying different things. And, you know, and, and, yeah, we were really careful about it. And it's wonderful then because now I, I wouldn't change any of it now. And it's great listening to it because I really think, yeah, I, I think we we um, we got it right. Yeah. Brilliant. Great. Now we'll go on to the last song that you've chosen. And it's it's your latest single and it's yeah. the very gorgeous These Empty Rooms. And why have you picked this one on you? Well, this is my latest release. When this was probably the most personal to me out of the okay. four songs. Why it, is that? It's about my mother who died when I was 22. So she'll be dead 20 years next August, this next August. So, yeah, it's it's, it's extremely personal to me. Like I, I wrote the song, I think it was in 2017 or 2018. Or actually, no, it was 2018 I wrote the song. And I, you know, it's it's it was such an emotional thing. The years after she died, you know, it's it's a huge drama when you're young as well. And I think it probably took that length of time to be able to sit down and write something that was so traumatic when it happened and I think actually when I've since I've released it it's it's bringing back a lot of the emotion as well which okay. is um, you know it's it's probably which is nice too though yeah it is it, it really is Pierce. Uh, like I hadn't anticipated that aspect of it that I would get quite emotional about it mm. but I put the song up on Facebook with the video and stuff and um, loads of like she was a primary school teacher for 30 years and loads of her former students were commenting and, and leaving gorgeous messages about their experiences with her and I hadn't anticipated that that would happen at all and it was it was so it was so emotional but also absolutely wonderful too but mm. you know it's been it's been quite emotional Do you sometimes pinch yourself and go Jesus where did those 20 years go? Absolutely it feels like yesterday it feels like a lifetime ago because it's been so long mm. since she was in my life but also, it feels like yesterday too. You know? Yeah, because I mean, you, were, you said you were 22. Yeah. At such a critical time in yeah. your life. Yeah. Not to have your mum around. Yeah. And I guess, you know, that's the thing that happens that you, all of the milestones then after that you would love your mother around for it, that then you miss, then you miss them. You know, you get, you get used to somebody not being around, but then there are moments where you go, oh, I'd love if she was here now mm. and it would be such a help or, you know, it just... You'd be kind of envious of other people with their parents, and yeah, because I'm in that lucky position. I'm 51, and both my parents are still alive. Oh, you're so lucky! My dad only just turned 83 a couple of weeks ago, well, and my mother turns 80 next year. And it's a gift. Yeah, it is, and I mean, we had cancer scares with two of them this year, but we were blessed because both were caught early. Wow! They got it, and they don't require any further treatment. Just Amazing. to be, just to go in for checkups. And my mother, she was, we were really lucky with her because she went into hospital suddenly with something and the specialist in there wasn't happy 
with a prior experience she'd had. So he said, right, I'm giving you a full MOT. Wow, great. And they discovered it then. Wow. And if they hadn't have, it would have been a silent killer. Absolutely. She you was know, so, so I am very, very blessed. And, and the older I get, the more I appreciate that. That yeah. I used to, especially when I have friends and I know so many people, especially in my age group, they don't have parents. Yeah. None, they're both gone. Or one's gone. Or So we cherish these things the older we get. I yeah, think. and you should. You yeah. should. We'll have a listen Great. to this song and we'll come back and chat some more. So this is the final song that Anya has picked this week. This is her latest single and this is kind of like an ode to her mum. This is called These Empty Rooms. I can't seem to find any words The hundreds of kisses so salty and sweet The way you fit into your world And they Beautiful. Um, knowing what the song had been about and listening to it 
like last night and this morning. But now talking to you and listening to it again, I have to admit, I'm a little bit emotional. No. It's, well, like, I'm sure your mother's looking down gone. You knocked it out of the park, girl. What a I, song. I hope so. You know, That's even the opening line, I can't seem to find any words. The hundreds of kisses, so salty and sweet. Did you, in, in the second verse, I tried to remember your face before all that worry and all that hurt. Did you go through a phase of where you forgot what she sounded like, what yeah. she smelt like, what she... Yeah. It was very traumatic, actually. I was living in New York when she died and I hadn't seen her um, for, I think she came over. I can't remember when she came, she came over to visit me, but it was like about six months before she died. Hmm. And... Um, and was she sick, your mum? No, or was it, it, it was, it was sudden? quite tragic. She she drowned when they were on holiday. Oh no! And um, so it was it was extremely tragic how she died as well. I think it, it was quite a shock. But um, when I it took you know, I just couldn't for for a long time after she died. I just couldn't, I couldn't remember what she, her face looked like when mm. when she was alive. I I'd say that's probably common enough in grief. And then it, it that after I think maybe about a year that kind of subsided. But um. It's yeah, it's a very, you know, and I've talked a lot about it with my sisters as well. It's it's it was really. um, It really shaped our lives, I think, when that happened, you know, um, it kind of changed. Did you bond together as four sisters? We're we're very, very close. And is your dad still with you? No, he died. um, I mean, he died, I think it's six years ago, seven years ago now. But he just was completely bereft after she died and it, it like it kind of killed him over the course of 11 years. You died, know. Did you think he died from a broken heart? Oh, definitely. It just took him a long time. You know, he he he, he was absolutely devastated, you know, as we all were. But, you know, I think we were young and we had our lives and but he had nobody else. You know, he just, mm. he, you know, she was his world. And I think I saw a picture actually you put up on social media of the two of them. They were yeah. really he's really yeah, handsome and yeah. she, she was really beautiful in their, looking in their heyday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was very tragic. But, and I and, and my sisters, we're we're all we're still really really close. But we kind of looked after our dad a lot. Then after she died, that became the focus. So it, it has been really emotional and very cathartic releasing the song. And I, I think for my sisters too. I, I I guess. And I was kind of worried about releasing it for the, you know because I guess it's 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 our mother. It's not just my mother. You know. Mm. But um, they they were so supportive, and you know they they're delighted of the with the song too. Mm. I'm sure you had a little moment. We did, we definitely did. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, but it's been it's been extremely emotional, but very it's been wonderful. I, I like the like I said about the comments from her students, and I've got lovely private messages from her students saying what a wonderful teacher she was and what she meant to them, and it, it it's been really really lovely, you know. Mm. And I, you know, it's it's great. It's great that that's that's a side effect of of me releasing the song. There you go. Yeah, that's true. And and another thing too, I w- I wanted to say, that voice, that singing voice of yours. Oh. When did you realize that you had? There's just. It's like if you get the nicest dessert and pour the most lovely chocolate sauce over it. <laughs> it's that. Hmm. Well, when did you realize that you could sing like that? I don't know. I've always just loved singing. You know, I, from as early as I can remember, I just, I just loved singing. But it carries emotion perfectly. Okay. Well, thanks. I I don't know. 
I, I just really, I try to kind of get into the song when I'm singing it and try to to feel what I'm singing. Yeah, do you feel every word? Yeah, I try to. Like, I think you, ha- I think you have to be conscious of that. Yeah, I try to do that. So it's it's good that you can hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's next on the horizon for you? What's the next 12, uh, 6, 12 months? Are you working on new stuff? I am. I recorded a song uh, yesterday with Vicky and um, we're hoping to put that out in February. And we've got another song that we're hoping to record to be out in May. Okay. And she has some solo stuff coming out as well. But we've um we've started a um She does a weekly Yeah, I was thing, on it last she? week. Yeah. yeah. I was on it last week. It was very exciting to be on the show. She, it's called Little Rooms Big Music every I like, Friday. I like that name. It's a good name. It is a great name. Yeah, it's a great show and she hosts it with her partner Declan Sinnett. The Declan Sinnett. The Declan yeah, Sinnett. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot his first name, sorry. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was great to be on it with them last week, and because Vicky said if I wanted to come on to sing my new song, which was so generous of both of them, um, so it was great. We had such a good time. So yeah, my, and myself and Vicky have also started a songwriting workshop thing. Ooh. So it's called Sweet Bird um, Songwriting Workshop. So we're we're getting that up and running now as well. So yeah, and where's doing, that? Where are you going to do that? We're doing we're doing a few in libraries at the moment. Okay. So over the next month, we're doing them in libraries, but we're hoping to kind of. Branch out. Branch out in schools and... Because you've done on Culture Night. Did you do one yes, in Mallow? I did one in Bandon. Oh, Bandon, sorry. Yeah. It was great. I really enjoyed it. It was with um, kids and teenagers. And how and do you find working with kids to try and get them to write oh, or to so, express themselves on paper? It is so... It's surprisingly... I have to do very little. You know, I'm just like organizing their creativity which is wonderful especially the younger ones they're so eager and they all they all have amazing ideas and it's wonderful the teenagers were a little bit harder to get going because they're teenagers and they were all it's a not little cool bit, they didn't want to say anything but once they relaxed they were um, incredible as well and and like we write a song during the course of the workshop so everyone has a song leaving um collectively like we write one song together but it's great i really i love it and vicky loves it too it's really um it's such a great way to Spend an hour or two. You know? Yeah. And are we going to see much of you at Giggin? Hopefully, yeah. I'm, I have a few things planned in the pipeline. Ooh. So, yes, very, very loose. Because you're quite active anyway on social media with regards to your music stuff, aren't you? Yeah, so, I mean, I if anybody it. that's listening to this wants to yeah. to find you. There you go. I think my handle is Anya OG Music. So I'm on all of, all of the socials. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. And one other thing I wanted to say to you before we finished up as well. Because you're from West Cork and I have this romantic, I eventually want my end of days to be in West Cork. I'm city living at the minute and I guess it works for work and just other things. But I don't see city living as long term, you know. So I always have this romantic, my mother always says to me, oh, where where we end up? And I was like, I'm definitely going to be kind of West Cork. Garrettstown kind of area and, and it's bizarre my grandfather is from Garrettstown oh, okay. and I spent a lot of my youth going there not really realising my, my friends would have stayed in mobile homes and all that down there so I have this whole romantic thing about West Cork that it's like you know Narnia you have to you know yeah. you go through a wardrobe to kind of get to it but when I hear you sing I get the whole West Cork romantic thing well. I don't know it just something in your voice, the words, the, the the melodies, the everything. It's just 
and it's a nice thing oh, by wonderful. the way but uh, yeah I get this whole West Cork thing it's a, it's a great place to live I, I can definitely recommend it you know and lots of my videos have bits of West Cork in them so that might be it's reflected I really love living there yeah I'm not from there originally but I've lived there for the last um, 12 years I think okay where are you from I'm from North Cork I'm from okay. um, like Buttevant oh uh, okay yeah 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 yeah. but yeah I, I feel like I'm West Cork now yeah yeah you're West West yeah. is best <laughs> So Anya, it's been a pleasure having you on and I always love and I feel honoured when somebody comes in and we natter for an hour or so about the four most personal things you've ever written about and thank you. No, thank you, Pierce. I really enjoyed it. It didn't feel like an hour. Thank you so much.